You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Hispanic Wealth Matters. I am your host, Jose Tejada. This episode is so special to me because I have been wanting to have a conversation with Catherine Studley ever since I saw an article shared about her, written about her on LinkedIn from my good friend, Kirk Cole. Catherine is an accountant that specializes um, in content creators and OnlyFans uh, creators, as well as other industries in that same realm. Her business is, well, her brand is the only consultants and she is at Prisma Tax Group. She is a co-founder of that firm, and I found it incredibly useful and incredibly just fascinating that she has found a way to niche herself in this industry, but also to help this community that I think um, is probably often neglected. It's a joy speaking to Catherine. She's a ray of sunshine, and I think uh, you'll find this episode amazingly entertaining as I did. Please check check it out and connect with her if you need that help. All right, friends. I am super, super, super excited today. I've been telling you guys that that this is coming. And today we have the incredible Catherine Studley here with us. And she has a business called The Only Accountant. And uh, it's part of the Prisma Tax Group. Is that that about right, Catherine? Right. Yes. So so The Only Consultant is um, like my brand. And then Prisma Tax Group is the tax firm. So that's who actually completes the work. So I'm half yeah. 50% owner in the tax firm. Oh, well, perfect. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. So you guys are going to have your mind blown today. The reason I even come across knowing about Catherine is that my friend, Kirk Colt, posted an article that was written about her on LinkedIn. Now, as you guys know, I've been in finance for 23 years. I'm very geeking out about finance. I love it. And I'm all about the literacy of finance. And when I got to reading what Catherine does or what her niche is, I was just blown away by it. I, I kind of blasted her over my social medias and was just intrigued, started following what she does. And um, I think you guys will find that intriguing too. So let's just get right into it. So tell us, what is the origin story? Yes. So I am a tax accountant by trade. I graduated from Niagara University in 2017, the bachelor's in accounting. I did the normal CPA candidate route. So I worked for a couple of years in public in Buffalo, quickly uh, discovered that was not my story. I sat for the CPA exam once, said, okay, definitely not. I decided to get out of accounting. I moved to recruited by the Like eggs one morning, and I decided to go all in on it. And so initially, it was just me by myself, and I was marketing on social media the same way that OnlyFans models market. 
the same trending sounds and doing the TikTok dances and stuff. And then I would send the tax work to the old CPA firms that I worked at in Buffalo. So I had a relationship with them. They would charge me a flat rate. I would then just, yeah, tack on my rate for consulting and send it back to the clients. Did that for two, two tax seasons. And then in November of 2022, I started my own tax firm, which is Prisma Tax Group. So the only consultant is like my brand and then Prisma Tax Group takes the work. Well, I mean, look, you are super young and to have that type of vision is just so incredible to me because like I was saying, I geek out about this stuff. Now, you, uh, so I got a couple of questions for you. How do you kind of get the, the vision that I imagine you saw this group of people as neglected in a way? Is that where sort of it comes from? Because you, you're a creator yourself. I've seen a lot of the stuff that you've done and, and it's it's fun and entertaining. Is is that what connects you to your Fine base. I mean, I think it's. I think it's a little bit of both. I feel like I'm a natural liaison between a CPA firm and hot girl content creators because I'm 29. I'm on social media all the time. They're my peers in a way. I understand them. We're in the same pop culture, same generation, whatever. But then I also knew very quickly. I was like, hey, these two groups of people are just like it's just like not going to mesh. Like it's yeah. never going to work the way like a 1040 organizer is. Like it's not going to work for a Gen Z content creator. So I, I feel like I identify with my client base because they're my friends, it seems like. Now that I've met so many people in person, we're like right. peers, we're like girls. So yeah. there's a yeah. different so level what, of trust there too. What's interesting to me in, in my practice, in my mortgage business, is that I get a lot of these questions that come, a lot of these clients that want to come and they want to, they have tons of money, right? And they're making money, but they don't have any books to be able to qualify for traditional financing. But once I was able to buy this, I think it was like a $1.2 million house. We did a deal for a, a guy that was like 22, 23. He was a skater and he was, um, you know, a big YouTuber. But he happened to have parents that were attorneys. And I think his mom was an accountant and they were very supportive of what he did. And so they made sure that he had, a, like, like I literally meet the guy, right? Because his friend introduced me to him. And he goes, I don't know anything. Talk to my mom. And But mom had mm-hmm. an LLC set up. All the money was cash flowing. Everything was recorded. It was an easy deal, really, even though all the income is coming from, from content creation, essentially. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I see something like that, and I see what you do. I just think there's so much good that you're doing for, like I was saying before, people that I think are neglected or aren't looked at as being serious when they're making serious money. Definitely. Yes. You had this comment on one of your posts that said, um, so let me ask you this way. You were talking about uh, expenses that could be written off that I think most people wouldn't know. And you had this line that stuck to me that said, tell me about when you're monetizing your appearance, things are a little bit different. Tell me about that. Things are a little bit different. This is a huge topic of discussion among my clients. And I also work with a lot of exotic dancers as well. There's a lot of crossover between exotic dancers and OnlyFans creators. So the rules are different for both, but they're monetizing their personal appearance. Obviously, that's part of their job, but the IRS says that you can't take any personal expenses. So where's the line? You know, and it depends on the niche of your OnlyFans page and the mandates of your strip club that you're working at. So oh that's interesting. So it goes beyond just what you're doing, but also where you're operating out of. Right. Because like for example, different gentlemen's, you know, different strip clubs, there's gentlemen's clubs, there's dance clubs, all kinds. So gentlemen's clubs may um mandate acrylic nails. Usually the IRS rule is that if your nail, you know, if it can't come off at the end of your shift, then it's not a write-off. So that would be, you know, press on nails that are a write-off, but acrylic nails would not be a write-off. But in this case, if your 
Right, right. But you have to kind of get down to the nitty gritty, which requires, you know, your clients to trust you and you have an open rapport with them. So once you get to the, you know, the basis of how they're earning their income and you can ask these questions, it's pretty interesting. So, so usually it would only be press on nails unless your club mandates it. Pedicures are usually not a write off unless you're doing foot content. If you're getting foot customs and someone's saying, you know, I want to see a squish bananas in blue toes, then your blue toe (laughs) pedicure is a write off. Yeah. Um, I saw one that you were talking about, like, uh, what was it like, um, air compressing things, like things to to seal uh, packages that may be getting delivered, things like that. Yeah. Vacuum sealers. Exactly. Yes. yes. So if you're, you know, I have a lot of clients that are selling their underwear, they're selling their trash, they're selling whatever, and they want a vacuum sealed for maximum freshness. So those supplies and shipping would all be a write-off. That's something that the standard um, content creator may not be aware of. How was your experience amongst your peers when you kind of started marketing yourself this way and and sort of being, and you're so clearly open about it and you enjoy it. Like I'm looking at you smile right now when you talk about it and it makes me smile because I understand economics and finance as a whole. And I know the pain that these, these individuals go through by not having, and I don't know if this is the right word and you can, you know, it's your world. So correct me, but I, I would say neglected by mainstream accounting. Yeah, they are. I mean, and they're just completely excluded and forgotten about and no one wants to touch the work. But I got to be honest, it's also not a standard demographic of individuals to work with either. We're super heavy on customer service because we have to be. We charge more because we're providing a concierge service tailored mm-hmm. to a specific group of people. And like I was saying earlier, like the standard you know, CPA tax accounting process is not built for content creators and Gen Z. Um, and I have several clients that come to me and say they're getting you know, sexually harassed by their CPA in their hometown. No one understands them. That's got to be a thing, right? Because there's an All assumption the of because of what they do for a living. It's a free pass kind of thing, right? Exactly. Yep. A lot of exploitation. You know, someone's boyfriend will be doing all the uh, tax returns for the single moms in the neighborhood because he knows that everyone's going to get a refund. So they're being exploited that way. And there's just no baseline of financial literacy. And this is something that I really had no exposure to. Like I said, I had the idea when I was scrambling eggs. I didn't even really think about that this was the sex work industry, OnlyFans content creators. And I just kind of just got thrusted into this whole new world of issues and, and yeah, some of other people's perspectives. Tell me about your first client. What was that first, the first ride, the first experience? My first client was a contact that I had from my hometown. There, there's a few, um, a few people that I was working with from my hometown to start, which I just, I was just cold DMing everyone on Instagram. I was like, Hey, remember me from high school? I have this idea. I saw you have this link in your bio. Like, I'd love to pick your brain about what's going on. And the more, you know, the first like four people I talked to are like, Holy shit, no one's thinking about this. We're making so much money. No one knows what a 1099 is. No one knows what a 1099 is. I mean, like I said, I've had experience and I'll get these calls and they'll be like, I got all this money though. I want to buy a house. Yeah. But you've got no money really not on paper. You know? Exactly. And to be totally honest with you, I mean, I had to learn about taxes at the same time that I'm teaching my clients about taxes because professionally, I'd only worked for two years in a CPA firm at a staff level. So I really never saw anything beyond a basic 1040 Schedule C. Like, I I don't even know what, what was going on. So I'm trying to, I just did like, you know, data collection basically for the first year, took all my calls for free for a year, starting with my the um, contacts I had in my hometown and then had referrals from there plus activity on TikTok. So that's how I learned everything was I just, it was just like a straight knowledge exchange between my clients and I. And then, um, yeah, and then I, I just learned with them. So now let's go to the end of that. So now after you 
you had the first experience, now you had several, several, several clients. Do you see a similarity in pattern of um, issues or is everyone just completely different? Both, actually. So it, it depends. It depends on if you're a dancer or if you're a sugar baby or if you're an OnlyFans creator to start. If you're a sugar baby, that you know, it's an emotional exchange between oftentimes a young female and an older wealthy man, whatever arrangement they have set up. But I have sugar babies that have been gifted houses, cars, they have money and trusts, the whole nine. They're earning their income on, you know, only cash, Zelle, Apple Pay, whatever. Dancers are earning their income in cash. OnlyFans creators are obviously in a 1099. And if they're on other platforms, they have multiple 1099s. So like major themes are no one knows what a business expense is. No one understands how to track your income and expenses. A lot of the common misconceptions and myths, like, you know, people think you need an LLC to take write-offs. They don't even know how the tax process works. But a lot of people are looking to get into other side hustles, be aggressive in investing. You know, clients at my higher earners that are making 100, 100 grand a month, yeah. ever wants to buy real estate, short term rentals. So we have, you know, we work with people. And, and that's kind of what I was going to get to next. So I would imagine that working with you as a consultant, you see, because it happens to me when I work with clients over periods of, periods of time, you see them evolve in their mindset and evolve into what they can see as a capacity to do. Because what I find or what I've found is that when you are in that stage, you find yourself uh, kind of adopting what you think the normal society is looking at you, right? The way they're looking at you. So you mm-hmm. kind of create limitations. And I've always said this in many, many talks that I've done. I've said it in this show. Um, the rules are made by for the people that know the rules, right? They're not made for the rich. They're not made for the exclusive. They're known for whoever knows the rules. The IRS code is there for everyone. How you interpret it and how you navigate it is what matters. And so when people don't know that, they don't, they don't know that, right? So they, uh-huh. I think they, they box themselves in. Do you see that transformation happen with your clients? Wow, great question. Um, yeah, I see it in both directions. So I, I see clients that, you know, come in and they start making more and more money and they start, you know, maxing out all their accounts and they're talking about buying property. Honestly, we're still just trying to get everyone caught up on taxes really before they can get into anything more aggressive than that. Sure. But I also see clients go the other way. Now they're making less money. Now they can do less things. You know, now they're downsizing from their house to an apartment, not as often. Um, but I think because a lot of our clients are young and they're already, you know, I don't know if like fine with risk. So they're, they're looking to be as aggressive as they possibly can, but without the right guidance, like you're saying, you're not using a tax consultant. They're just like buying planes. Like, Oh, I just like, I just bought a boat. Like you should have called us first. Don't just buy a boat. Like, what are you doing? So is this a relevant question as a, as a consultant and you're looking at these people and I would think that age has a certain factor in it in terms of the amount of income that they would create off their image. Is that a factor in the way you talk, uh, you, you plan to do the planning for them? I got to be honest for me, not too much. Cause I'm only dealing with tax consulting. This is just your basic write-offs and whatever, but young clients, you know, we have our, we have very young clients that are making a lot of money and doing all the right things. And they're, they want to learn everything. A big part of our job is education. Like everyone who comes in, doesn't matter how old you, they are, they're here to learn. So we have, you know, it's what, like I said, we're customer service heavy. We have a lot of handouts that we're sending people. That's the main thing. But as far as like making money, it doesn't matter how old you are. I've, People 50 to 19 and everyone I, in between. I find it, I do a lot of um, kind of reading and, and I'm very interested about the way that generations move about money. And I and it's really interesting in, in real estate, Gen Zers are buying more property, are buying property at a faster rate than previous generations were. 
I think that there is a mindset for that really young client that is different. And um, see, because see millennials, right? They went through the crash. Most of them, mm-hmm. like they saw mm-hmm. people lose homes. They saw they were young, they were kids, and they saw, mm-hmm. um, you know, aunties and uncles and mom and dad maybe struggle through through the 2008, 9, 10, you know, events. But Gen Zers did it, but they kind of have that in their recent history, right? They know it happened, but they didn't experience it. And I find that, that to your point, um, they are more uh, intuitive or aggressive to how they want to, you know, build their wealth. Um, not too long ago, I had an 18-year-old that was on uh, that I met, you know, uh, serendipitously, and and he's just killing it. He's running three businesses in you know media production and in, in uh, car rent, luxury car rentals, partnering with all the right people, and it's just brilliant, right? And he's doing great. And, and so as I was interviewed, I was like, "Is this are you the unicorn?" He's like, "No, man. There's like a whole bunch of us. <laughs> like they're all doing this." Mm-hmm. So I find it super curious that someone in that age group with the amount of uh, income that they can make, what would they do with that, right? That's so much capacity there. And, and yeah. you know, again, thank you for you to be there to help guide them along the way. Because, I mean, that could really be generational changing. And that's what I try to pitch to everyone every day. I'm like, this is this is beyond, I'm like, taxes are going to set the foundation for the rest of your life. Like, that sounds really dramatic, but it's not. Like, yeah, I don't have to explain to you or to your listeners. Everyone knows, you know, but it starts it starts with tax prep. And no, I, 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 I agree with you a thousand percent is there's never a wasted uh, dollar when you're working with a good uh, tax team. And to that point, your industry is kind of going through a big uh, problem with that. You're having not, a moment. You're not having new people entering the industry. Um, my friend Shannon Weinstein, who I also met through Kirk on LinkedIn, she is a young accountant as well. And she fa- she specializes in being a fractional CFO. And she was telling me about it. And yesterday I had lunch with my friend Gustavo, who's in his 60s, and he's telling me about it. Why do you think that is? Why, why are not so many young people entering the accounting uh, industry? The accounting industry hasn't caught up to young people. I, I did it. I lived it. You know, I feel like now... So when did I start? I, I started working in firms in 2017. And I remember my first tax season, I worked 63 and a half hours and we were mandated to work 65. And you know, the partner called me in his office and says, what the hell are you doing? Do you even want to be here? It's not going to work for younger generations. Like we're not doing it. You know, just like the whole attitude, the whole CPA firm, jacket, coat, dress up, even if you're not going to meet with people, billable hours. Obviously you can't get away from a lot of the like billable hours and stuff, but and it's just, it's not that exciting. Um, what you're doing is super exciting. What Shannon does is super exciting, right? Well, we have a, a stack of resumes of people that want to work for us, which is like, unique, you know, she think, has the same situation. Firm. She tells yeah. me the same thing. She's like, yeah. they see what we're, that we're having fun. They see that we're young. See what we're doing. But overall, it's a problem in the industry. So we need more of you. <laughs> what are yes. you guys? <laughs> So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, you know, I accounting, I only chose accounting because I was living in Buffalo at the time. My father's an accountant. I knew that if I wanted to get a job in Buffalo, I'd have to do something that's very practical. So I, I suffered through accounting. It was never really like something I loved. I like, it was really having not the best time. <laughs> I wrote it off forever. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, so tell me about uh, the firm. What, what States uh, do you guys operate in? Um, how can people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you? Yes. So if you want to talk to me, you can go to my website, theonlyconsultant.com and the contact me page, you can book a consult. 
Then separately, like I said earlier, I have a tax firm with my business partner, Jim Swick. He was the managing partner of the firm that I was using in Buffalo. Shout out to Jim. Yo, shout out to Jim (laughs) and to his wife, Donna. They both quit their jobs to pursue this full time, which has, you know, just been super exciting. And, and we've just been hiring people from there. So we have Jim, Donna and I are full time. We have one full time staff tax accountant in Buffalo. And then, you know, just like, customer service, IT assistance, seasonal tax help, everything else is it's a very much like a startup vibe. But we have like kind of hubs of people. So we have like five people in Buffalo and then there's three of us in Houston. We got a bookkeeper in California. We have someone in Hawaii. Like oh, we're just... See, but that's the world and that's exciting, right? We're all getting so much closer to each other because we're able to connect this way. It's uh, amazing. It's amazing. And we hire not only not usually tax people, you know, like, like we have a few tax accountants, but the rest of us are um, musicians and hairstylists and teachers and creatives and just, you know, people that I've encountered in my life that are down with the vision and we just train them up. So we're a group of, you know, empathetic creatives in the accounting space, working with sex workers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, spicy entrepreneurs. Yes, that's us. We're spicy. I love, I I think, I mean, I don't know if you trademarked that, but that's an amazing uh, term. I really liked it because I thought, what would you call this? And and I thought that was genius. So how, um, so what states are you operating? Can they, can you work with anybody? Oh yeah. We're in all 50 states. Yeah. All 50 states. And then I'm building my international connections as well. So I have um, a spicy friendly tax firm in Australia that we send clients back and forth to each other. And then I'm working to build other pillars and other countries as well. I am humbled by you, Catherine. You're an amazing person. I w- I've been looking forward to this conversation for such a long time. Um, any websites or any other ways that people can connect? Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me on here. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, you can find me at theonlyconsultant.com or on social media at the underscore only underscore consultant. Tax firm again is prismatax.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, Catherine Studley. Awesome. I mean, and all that everywhere. stuff is gonna, yeah, you're everywhere. And all that stuff is gonna be on uh, on the, the the bio here when we when we put it out. A pleasure chatting with you. Guys, this is such awesome, a treat. Okay. We'll have her back another time and we'll catch you on the next one. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.